This episode is brought to you by the Trash Can Cleaner. Everybody knows that trash cans build and breed bacteria that causes several diseases, water contamination, and even that foul stench that attracts insects and rodents. Well, the Trash Can Cleaner eliminates all bad odors, pesky insects, and rodents for you. Hit them up. Call my boy Sergio at 562-805-4154. The name again is the Trash Can Cleaner, and the number is 562-805-4154. Tell them the Rambling Network sent you. And take everything that you got. That's where we are, the takeover. Good. Worldwide. Just nice and try, good. I can't wait till you come and try. Can't wait. Oh, ain't no trying with me, man. Yeah. That's just the thing, though. That's, That's all it's going to be. It's going to be Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. Shout out to Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson again here. everybody welcome to another episode of the jmb ray boxing podcast here in the colto ramble ranch in the rambling kitchen i'm the one and only i'm sorry i'm the one and only whiskey jay i got a phone call on, pesky phone call got a lot of stuff to talk about tofima lopez josh taylor ring magazines and wbo super lightweight championship on the world on the line and Jaime Munguia's fighting Dervichenko. i didn't even know about that and the return of the problem adrian broner Beer is excited, and he's right sitting right across from me in this kitchen table, the one and only Beer in the motherfucking house. Beer, Yeah, that is me, yes, in the kitchen table. There you go, in the kitchen table. Yeah. What's going on, Beer? Oh, good, man, good. It's uh, it, it's fight week. It feels like a fight week. Kind of does, yeah, yeah. It feels like a fight week that it's overshadowed. Very overshadowed. It's overshadowed uh, the fights that are happening this weekend, like we just mentioned. Adrian Broner's fighting. I didn't even his, know. His homecoming, his return now. <laughs> yeah. Return. Beer, right? Uh, Yes. Um, the, the, and he's fighting on a Friday, oh my God. and then on Saturday, of course, we got Teofimo Lopez, Josh Taylor. Yes. That same night, it's uh, Jaime Mugia, Dervichenko. Dervichenko, and then Sunday, Floyd Mayweather versus John Gotti's son. Oh, is this Sunday? Yes. How come I'm not hearing about these fucking fights? Well, Floyd doesn't give a fuck because he got the you know? mo- the money's already in the bank. <laughs> the check, the check is clear. Yeah, there we go. I was say, is it wired? We, is, we got it. We All right, we got it. We got it. <laughs> the check got wired. We're good. The check is clear. All right, we're good. We 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 clear. We clear. So it got wired in. Because so the Lopez Taylor fight, that's the only one where I feel like they are promoting it. I mean, of course, it's ESPN. It's top rank, so it's not so it's not a surprise. But it's it, but at the same time, I still feel like damn, like people like whoever's promoting the obviously Don King, but I don't know what networks promoting Broner. They're not doing a good fucking job because I'm not hearing about it. Uh, I I'm hardly hearing anything about Jaime Munguia versus Dervichenko. So uh, again, this is the zone, and we've always we've always mentioned about how the zone does a great fucking job reminding everybody and promoting, especially Golden Boy Promotions. So that's why when he told me that today, I was like, I didn't even know. 
that that's the crazy thing that even I'm tripping out about is that the fact that they haven't done a uh, a a promotion like these guys don't care. No, it, it, that, that's the impression I get is that they don't really care about the about the the promotion of this fight. Like, did, again, the, is the check cleared? The yeah. zone, the, the zone <laughs> check cleared because I mean. You know, we've been following Jaime Munguia for a while, and yeah. even and we knew about it because we announced it on the fucking show, and we said, "Oh, cool, he's fighting." But then again, we sit here scratching our head, going, "Wait, how is this possible?" Yeah. Like, wait, the, like it again, but it got overshadowed. It got overshadowed by um, the top ranks and ESPN's better mm-hmm. promotion. Again, this is about. Uh, broadcasting. I mean, if yeah. you're a boxing fan, you know, you know. But true. I mean, a lot of our fans are casual fans that do get information through us. Me and you, be right. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, "Wait, what? Yeah, what?" Exactly. Like, and so it's our job to kind of maneuver and also uh, tell the fans, "Hey, right, this is what's going to be, and these are the fights you guys should watch." Mm-hmm. And you know, we're going to talk about it tonight. And if you guys hear a lot of noise, the reason we're doing it in the dining room table is tonight. I do have a. We're recording Thursday. So it's mm-hmm. Thursday afternoon. The reason we're recording is Thursday afternoon because I have an event I have to go to, and I could not not do a fucking episode. Yeah, no, of course. Of course. So literally rushed it, rushed it, rushed work, rushed mm-hmm. over here, ate, took a quick little nap with the dog, and then set up the table here with the microphones. Luckily, the boxing gods must have known because right. B Ray's job allowed him to at least give us a good good half hour to forty yeah, minutes right? of uh, of airtime. Mm-hmm. So the boxing gods said, "No, no, no, we, we got to let these guys talk." So now we're here tonight. Yes. Or today. The today. <laughs> yeah. So we're here right now for this one. We're here for All right. So, like we said, a lot of fights happening. Um, a lot of things happening in the boxing world. Uh, what do you want to do? With, uh, what news do we got for tonight, B-Ray? Um, I mean, I feel like we got a pretty good amount, uh, in my opinion. Um I mean, just right now, this was, uh, what, just maybe, what, 10 minutes ago by Michael Benson uh, announcing that the Spence versus Crawford fight first press conference is now confirmed for this coming Tuesday, June 13th in L.A. And then Wednesday so far, June four, uh, Wednesday, June 14th in New York. So we got the press conference so far company, uh, coming next week. There you go. I didn't think they were going to kick it off. I, I honestly thought they felt that this fight was big enough that they would uh, they don't need... A press conference. I guess I was yeah. wrong. I guess they're going to do a press conference. Um, the oh, goddamn dog. There yeah, you go. they, they are going to do a press conference. So, <laughs> what do you think of that? Though they so it's a two city tour, which is L.A. and then possibly New York if New York is cleared mm-hmm. up. But from the looks of it, business as usual in New York because yeah, there the fights being held in New York. Teofimo Lopez is fighting in New York, so I guess yeah. it's business business I guess as usual. It's business as usual. Unless the unless the situation gets worse, probably maybe. But I, I don't see. Um, I mean, it, it, they could change. It could change. They could probably go to a different city, um, but last minute. I don't know. Maybe somewhere in the East Coast. Probably it's not affected by the fire. But I, I don't know. We, well, I guess we'll find out. Obviously, LA. That's that's for sure. I, I I don't see anything changing. Anything canceling for the one in LA. But but the one for for New York. It's a possibility they might change it. But we won't know once we get actually close to that date. So we'll actually we'll see. I'm pretty sure they have like a like a backup plan in my opinion for it. Um, I still say you know, I st- I still say hey wh- why why not Texas and Omaha but whatever you know, what? you know yeah. why you know why Omaha Texas would be the big place at least Texas yeah Texas not Omaha I wouldn't do Omaha no, at least Texas <laughs> don't find it offensive people over there. 
Wait, I mean, no offense, no offense to the Omaha fans. Right, no offense to those people there. No offense to them, but why Omaha? You know, but we'll see. We'll see if they've changed their mind by Wednesday. And that noise, ladies and gentlemen, was my uh, lovely, annoying dog. <laughs> and the noise you hear my wife not trying to make is my lovely wife trying to make no noise. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, again, press conference is happening. Yeah. That's great. What else we got? Uh, let's see. Um... Oh, jeez. I don't know. Uh, what, what do you think about this? Uh, Jake Paul says that selling pay-per-view is really hard. Less than 10 fighters. T- yeah, 10 fighters in the world can truly move six figures on their own consistently. Piracy is a ramp- is rampant. Competition for eyeballs nonstop. Doing a million buys today is like doing two million buys 10 years ago. Who said this? Jake Paul. I agree. That's what he says. I think you got a handful of fighters. I think you got Errol Spence as a pay-per-view star. Canelo Alvarez, you know, his numbers may be dwindling, but he's uh, an attraction. Uh, Tank Davis is right there. Um, I think you got a handful. You know, hater to love it. You got Jake Paul so pay- doing pay-per-view numbers. His mm-hmm. numbers are dwindling down a bit. I think piracy is one of them. I got to agree. Piracy is one of the reasons yeah, why, uh, why pay-per-view is down. That's one. Two, they're too consistently adding pay-per-view after pay-per-view. Yeah. I, I think uh, UFC does a real great job stacking these cards and making the cards worth the money you're paying. Um, pay-per-view under the hand, uh, boxing pay-per-views in the hand is a little bit different, is that you're you're selling a main event, you're not selling an entire card. Mm-hmm. And you would think with the UFC kind of like, you know, sometimes leading the charge, you would think boxing would be like, hey, maybe we should stack these cards. But this goes back to the fact that the reason why this doesn't happen is because um, bo- uh, boxing uh, boxing promoters have to pay a, almost a good portion of the pay per view revenue mm-hmm. to the main events. So you know their budget is pretty much cut because when you got to pay guys twenty million dollars for a fight, yeah, and you're generating the pay per view at probably sixty million, just the pay per view alone, you know a good po- or a good portion of that is being given to the main eventers. Yeah. So the the back the the uh, some of the undercard guys aren't getting that money. I can see that to be true, but I don't think there's 10 fighters. I think there's maybe, like I say, like I say, in one hand, I just counted the mm-hmm. fighters that currently right now run boxing and pay-per-view. Yeah. They're the, they're the, they're the economy of boxing at the moment. Yeah, they really are. You know, again, Teofimo Malone, not Tiofimo Malone, Canelo Alvarez, <laughs> Errol Spence, Javante Davis, Jake Paul, fifth, I don't know who the fifth fighter would be, you know, who mm-hmm. generates. But these guys are the, the the backbone of the economy in boxing currently yeah. right now. And it's not guys like Josh Taylor. It's not Teofimo Lopez who did, you know, I heard 250,000, 150,000 pay-per-views. It's not those guys. It's these guys right now that are generating the three hundred to 400,000 mm-hmm. buys consistently. Yeah. You know, and, and which whether we want to believe it or not, reportedly, you know, Javante Davis and uh, Ryan Garcia, they want 1.5? 1.3, I believe, is what they're saying. And, yeah. and we haven't seen those numbers since the Mayweather-Pacquiao era. Yep. Canelo hasn't even broken that. The last time Canelo got that number was probably fighting Triple G the second the time. The second time, I believe. And that's it. Other than that, Canelo has not been able to replicate that number. Nope. You know, I don't even think he replicated it against uh, 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 Caleb Plant. I think he barely. No. I think he did nine hundred thousand. Like he almost broke to a million. Mm-hmm. He didn't get it. You know, but it, it, you know when you look at boxing and you're paying almost ninety dollars for a pay per view. Yeah. Compared to paying almost seventy dollars for a UFC pay per view, and guess what? You've been with me in those events. Mm-hmm. You're watching from fucking the afternoon to all the way to midnight. You're Fuck watching yeah. UFC. Yep. And I'm, the reason I mention UFC is because that's the only promote, promotion that I know that gives you all day long fights. Yep. 
You, I mean, we spent an entire day here. I remember that, yeah. Watching uh, MMA, UFC. Yep. Like, from beginning, we saw the pre-prelims. Pre, yeah. <laughs> like, literally, these guys have pre-prelims, and yeah. then they got the prelims, and then and they got then the they undercard. The <laughs> and then the main event. Like, it, it, these motherfuckers, and they last. So, you, you kind of look at it, and it's like, damn, I got, I, I got a, a, a shitload of content mm-hmm. for that amount of money. You're like, oh, shit. Like, it makes sense why ESPN makes you pay two paywalls. You pay the subscription because you get, you get the pre-prelims. Yep. You get the prelims, and then you pay the pay-per-view price, and you get the undercard with the main event. Yep. It makes sense. Boxing, for some apparent reason, hasn't come to that hasn't come there yet. Or is it that the UFC has done a great job controlling fighter pay that they're able to afford a pre-prelim? <laughs> That's what prelims. I mostly hear sometimes. My, my, that might be the case. The last part, but but pay-per-view. Yeah, I I, I partially agree with Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. In the sense of his his assessment of the pay per view uh, way, yeah. the pay per view model of boxing right now, it's, yeah. it's just you know again I mentioned the fighters they're, they're the backbone of this yeah. economy right now in boxing. If it wasn't for them, I think boxing would be not a dying sport, but it would be relegated to just like networking with networks. And I don't think boxing would be making the amount of money they're making currently. Yeah, these, the reason why boxing still generates so much revenue is mm-hmm. because of these guys and the fights they're making, especially now. I mean. I don't even think we've talked about it. 2023, it's, I think, to me, when I when I become Mr. Lou's age, when I'm in my 50s, and you know how Mr. Lou likes to, oh, I lived through it. I lived, yeah. through, I lived through the Ray Leonard. I lived through Ray Leonard Hearns. I lived through Hagler Hearns. I lived through Duran Leonard. Yeah. I lived through all these great eras when the best fight the best, when I saw the best fights. 2023 shaping up as an era where you're seeing the best fight the best. That's what they're saying, too, and I agree, man. I did stop to think, like, fuck, this is becoming a pretty good year for yeah, boxing. I mean, yeah, like, we're living in an era right now where you're watching the Sp- Crawford Spence. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Ryan versus Tank, but you saw these fights that we've wanted to see. It was an eventful. Yeah, it was very eventful. But it was a fight that we wanted to see, and we got We, we got it. You know, buyer beware. Uh-huh. And the buyer was beware. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you guys, you guys begged for it. You guys asked for it. Yeah. Okay, you got given the Ryan Tank fight. You know, and then you got this weekend, Teofimo Lopez, uh, Josh Taylor, which is a fight that I don't think a lot of people are looking at as like, oh, shit. This is is the best. Best fighter 140 against possibly one of the best fighters 135. Who Mm -hmm. You know, we'll talk about it. But definitely. Of course. Let's continue. I got a little rant here. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, So there's been there. There were some rumors that were coming out that there were really talks with Anthony Joshua and one of your favorites, uh, Tyson Fury. They're saying they're in talks for that. Eddie Hearn has denied that. He's denied that Fury has sent a draft, which Fury posted on his page, which I think is still there. He's claiming that he sent a draft to Anthony Joshua that he wants to fight. Eddie Hearn has denied that, saying that he didn't send the, the draft contract to, uh, yeah, to Anthony Joshua. He confirmed that George Warren has reached out to restart talks, but said AJ doesn't believe Fury, and so his priority remains to fight in August. Then Deontay Wilder in December in Saudi Arabia. So Eddie Hearn is completely denied, and I think I'm trying to find like the comments, but apparently he made comments saying that Fury literally thinks that he can hold, you know, this division hostage, something along the lines, basically saying he thinks he can hold things in hostage, but really it, he ain't shit. <laughs> I'm trying to find that. It's the fucking truth. I, I gotta, uh, I gotta say this. When you move around like a fucking snake, mm-hmm. when you are a lying piece of shit. <laughs> You know, when you get called out for your shit, like you've been mm-hmm. getting called out on this show, people start noticing it. Yep. When you honey dicked and you just dicked around Josh Anthony Joshua for a while, and you expect 
they did they, they were gonna come crying to you come on man there's no contract. You don't want to fight them. I said that you're using the old top rank one, two piece combo. I'm going to give you all these names, but I'm going to go fight this unknown right the number 15th, number 16th ranked fighter in the world. Yeah. And then, and then hopefully build the narrative that everyone's afraid of me, you know, but guess what? No one believes it. You mm-hmm. sold ESPN a bill of goods. Yep. You sold them a bill of goods. The fact that even ESPN went out of their way and said, no, man, Usyk's not afraid of Fury. Fury Fury's showing signs of being afraid by by changing the terms every time the first term is agreed. He changes the term the second time. <laughs> I said it before, and I'll say it again. Tyson Fury cannot hold the division hostage. He it can. is moving along without him, and that's what pisses him off. When you got guys like when you got guys like Anthony Joshua, who at this moment, who at this moment, ladies and gentlemen, needs the fight. He does. He needs the fight. He needs a fucking fight. And he's saying, "Nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do another fight, which is, which is again, I think is respectable because I think you should have another fight under the belt with, uh, with uh, Derek James. Yeah, and then go into the December mega fight with Deontay Wilder. I think that makes sense. But you know, why would you go into negotiation, stall your career for another few months when Tyson Fury twiddled his thumbs, just dicking around and hopes that he gives me the fight like he did last time? Yeah. How long did the negotiation last? It lasted a while that Joshua literally had to postpone his training camp, figuring out, okay, is he yeah. going to do it, yes or no? And then when fucking, what's his face? is like, oh, take it or leave it. It was like, what, what do you mean? I thought we are still talking. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, no. I don't fuck around with that. I'm not that type of businessman. It's either yes or no. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's getting exposed here. He's getting yep. exposed. You got something from me here? Yeah, I was about to say, I found the quote. This is the quote, actually, that he's, this is a VI uh, talk sport. So, Eddie Hearn, this is what he said. He says, Tyson Fury is floating around somewhere. I don't think he's going to take his piece of the fight out there. Because AJ's committed, effectively subject to, to contract. Usyk's committed. Wilder's committed. Fury will feel like, I've got the final say here. I'm going to, I'm going to hold everyone to ransom. He's in no man's land. Yeah, yeah. That's what he, that, that's what I he has I never liked to agree with Eddie Hearn, but I agree with Eddie uh, Me Hearn. too. I, I feel the same way. You know, Eddie Hearn's been coming around pretty good lately. <laughs> Eddie, Ed, Eddie, Eddie's an asshole, but he's coming around a little bit. He actually is, actually. I, maybe he learned his mistakes from, you know, trying, trying to invade the U.S. with this false promise of paper use dying. Do you remember, remember how much I hated this guy? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Lately, you've been liking him. I really like this guy. Um, that's what he said. So it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of what you said. Like, you, 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 have, you are no one to hold nobody and... You hold, and hostage, nothing. You, you're not a pay-per-view star. No. You know, you know, you can talk about Tyson Mania and, mm-hmm. and then Wembley. Oh, it, it's a it's Tyson Mania. Well, sure it is. <laughs> okay. Okay, sure. Yeah, cool. In America he said he's shit. Even his network, even his ESPN network deal with top rank, they they put him in the afternoon. What does that say about yeah. your, your your gypsy king? <laughs> you hold no weight. Yeah. Aside from the weight you hold on your body. That's no. the only way you got, man. No. You just hold a belt. Again, I've I've said it before and I said it again. I've even had arguments with the Carnitas King who will be here live on Whittier Fight Club with Teofimo Lopez, Josh Taylor. Mm-hmm. I have an argument. Go by this man's resume. His claim to fame is dethroning Vladimir Klitschko and beating a guy that everyone here, everyone in the boxing world said is a one-dimensional trash fighter. His claim to fame is beating up Deontay Wilder and dethroning Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah. And then beating up cruiserweights. And then fighting Derek Chisora for like the 12th time in his career. <laughs> that is his claim to fame. I think it wasn't necessary for another fight. That yeah. is his claim to fame in boxing. Yeah. You held the lineal belt. 
whoop the fucking do for some apparent reason ring magazine let you hold it even though everyone thought everyone wrote you off but everyone probably had you on a dead pole that they were gonna find you od'd in some pub outside <laughs> but for some reason you held the ring magazine belt for that fucking long but guess what the division moved without him it did, it did. when he came back yes he brought a little bit of competition to the division but the division moved without him yeah and guess what it still moves without him. Usyk, he's getting here. right. Usyk has already a signed date with uh, Triple D. Deontay Wilder's probably going to, any day now, is probably going to sign the fight Andy Ruiz. That might be next. Anthony Joshua is pretty much any day from finally announcing another comeback fight against some unknown George fighter. Warren, I believe he's uh, wh- wh- Whoever the yeah, fuck Whoever the fuck, right? But yeah. it's, it's a tune-up fight. To get him ready for Deontay Wilder. Yep. This guy needs to get his... He needs to get... For a guy... Again, I said it before and I said it again. Anthony Joshua has to have the toughest re- heavyweight resume second to Deontay Wilder. I think both guys had the toughest resume mm-hmm. on all of boxing. Yeah. Both guys have both had Both guys, it. yeah. That's what's happening. Um, then Usyk's co-promoter, Alex... Uh, God. Krasuk. He's insisted that Saudi Skill Challenge Entertainment will very soon be making a uh, making a formal written offer to Fury for the undisputed heavyweight world title fight in December. It will be a take it or leave it offer. That's what they're saying. What would you say if I don't know where the Saudi prince? You know, shout out to the Saudi. Prince. Yeah, shout out to the Saudi prince. <laughs> if the Saudi prince goes, hey. I will both pay you $50 million to take this fight. I believe it. I believe they have that fucking money to do it. Like, I I, I do believe that the Saudi prince, whatever, the Saudi, I do believe that they have all the money that they have and they'll give it to them. You can say 50. I wouldn't be surprised if they said, I'll give you both $100 million. I'm sure they'll fucking do it. I don't don't think Fury would do it. No, that's the sad fucking part. No, I don't think he'll do it. I think I think Fury will find a way to eat, to squeeze himself out of it. No, he'll probably no, he'll probably try to make it happen in the UK and England. Doesn't want to be in the side of Saudi Arabia. I don't think he wants to do that. I don't think so. I, no. I think if he gives up this fight, and let's say it's, it's a monst- monstrous amount of money, shit, yeah, he doesn't want. He doesn't fight. want it. exactly. He doesn't want it because what the fuck's the excuse? He now, wants man? none of that middleweight smoke. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think he doesn't want it because of the same reason he opened his mouth. He's a middleweight. He's a middleweight. He's a middleweight. Yep. Guess what? When this middleweight smacks you around, when this middleweight outboxes you, yep. and then you know everyone's oh Tyson Fury's a great boxer. Guess what? When you fight the master boxer of Alexander Usyk, the man who's killed men in Ukraine and <laughs> in the Ukrainian Russian war, this man's killed people, and he fucking beats you the sh- beats the shit out of you. What are you gonna say then, man? Oh man! What are you gonna say then? That's very true. They killed men. They killed people. <laughs> All right. Oh man, um, Jesus! I feel like there's. Uh... Sorry about that, because I, I feel like news has been going uh, everywhere. Um, this is a pretty good one too. Um, so, <laughs> so David Benavides' representatives are reportedly prepared to offer Canelo Alvarez a deal, including close to fifty million dollars guaranteed for the undisputed belt in September. Now, I don't know if you heard of this. This is what I've heard. Um, but Eddie Reynoso, he's claiming that no one has offered him anything. Nobody. And David Benavides' team came back by literally posting the picture and the date of when they sent that fucking contract, that draft, to them. See, but 
there's a difference between sending an offer and sending, yeah. and sending a contract. Contract, you're, yeah. You're sending an offer. But Eddie's basically claiming like no one has offered no- nothing. They're claiming like nobody has sent nothing. That was the thing about Eddie. You know, so he was claiming that no one has said nothing to him for a fight in September. And Davis team came out, but like, well, we kind of did. What, 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 have, what, what have I said for you know? What have I said for many years? You don't negotiate in public. Thank you. You don't negotiate in public. So the reason I mention that is because again, it's kind. It sounds like a bit of a hurdle. So we don't know if we're gonna get this fight or not. Again, you don't negotiate in public. Yeah. So we we don't know. And for me. Eddie Reynoso seems like an old school type of guy. I don't negotiate in public. Mm-hmm. I would not acknowledge it. To me, that's not a formal thing. When you're ta- when you, I to me, I think that they're. I mean, um, I'll say this: they're smooth operators. I think they like to. Yeah. They like to do everything behind closed doors, and then when everything's said and done, then let's go announce it. But don't go out of your way to fucking. Oh, I sent them an offer. I sent them an offer. Look, look, like here's an email. Here, here's mm-hmm. what. I, uh, I don't like that. Like I don't like all that noise. Like, I don't like noise. Yeah. Because then I feel pressured. And now, yeah. guess what? I'm not going to be pressured to do something I don't want to do, especially if it does not, if it doesn't benefit me or my client. And at this moment, I can see Eddie Reynoso. But the, I, I, I can probably see that he, they probably did. I'm not going to call Benavides Camp Liars. Yeah. But I can see they did. I just don't like, I don't think they appreciate the way they went about mm-hmm. it. Oh, we sent you an offer. Yeah. We sent the $50 million, everybody. $50 million. Look, he got an email. He can be like, I ain't get shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe because that's not a way to fucking go about business. Yeah. To me, Eddie Reynoso kind of know about do proper business. Don't fucking make this a fucking mm-hmm. show. Yeah. This is not a reality show. This is real life, bro. You, you want to come to me seriously? Make me a serious offer. Don't mm-hmm. don't go out of your way to tell everybody our business here. Let's do this behind closed doors. Let's sit down as men and negotiate. And then when yeah. everything's said and done, then we can talk about it. When every when the paper when the ink dries on the paper, but not sending me a you're sending me a formal offer. It's not a contract. You're sending me a formal offer, but you're sending it under the pretense that you're letting the whole world know what you're doing. So now you're trying to pressure me, and I don't like that. Especially when guess what? You need me. I don't need you. You need Canelo. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think that the, I don't think Benavides, I don't think Benavides camp did the if it's true. They said in the offer, I don't think they did it the right way by making a big noise about it. Yeah. Especially, I feel oh. Canelo's very old school. Yeah, you can say that. You can really say that. Um, and uh, also, Devin Haney says he's going to be in the ringside for the Regis Progress fight June 17th. But he won't be ringside for the Teofimo Lopez Josh Taylor fight. Right. So that's what he's saying. I think, I think I've that. said it before. I think he's going to go back to the zone. Yeah, David Haynes says ringside, June 17, following conversa- conversation with Eddie Hearn. I'm thinking about it. He goes, I'm assuming Eddie told you about that. I'll call. I'll, I'll uh, about that little call I just gave him. That's what he had a response to Regis, Regis Progress. Which is a pull think, up. Yeah. I think that's a good fight. I, yeah. I, I think. Uh, he's going back to the zone. Seems I think like. he's going back to the zone. I think he looks at the zone, he can go back. Right. But Eddie Hearn, I'm sorry, not Eddie Hearn, Bob Ram. Has named three options he would like to offer David Haney for his next fight. Now he's a free agent, they, they, he says. So, I said it. I said it. Right? So here's the three fights, and I'm pretty sure you won't not be surprised. I'm pretty sure you can guess it right. Lomachenko rematch of course, Stevenson or uh, winner of Teofimo Lopez. Joshua. There we go. Right there. Those are the fight offers that he wants to offer. Yeah, to, um, and it's a three-fight deal. I right. bet he's offering him a three-fight deal. You're right. He's offering him a three-fight deal. 
So that's what. Uh, yep, that's what he wants to do. I think financially it has to make sense for 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 Devin to stay. It, it, it has to, right? And and of course, uh, on the subject with Devin Haney, Davis's trainer Calvin Ford has named Devin Haney as the uh, fight that he wants next for Tank, and he says that um, if that doesn't happen, then a possibility of rematch with uh, Isaac Cruz. I said it before. I said it on the last episode. You did mention Tia like that. Lope, I mean, too. Devin mm-hmm. Haney has the option to move anywhere he wants. Mm-hmm. He'll go where the money's right. If the money, if Al Heyman offers the right amount of money to fight Tank, he'll stay at 135 and fight Tank. Mm-hmm. If the top rank offers him a three fight lucrative deal, guaranteed mm-hmm. con, guaranteed money, he'll stay there. If Eddie Hearn offers him offers him that the zone checkbook, he'll stay and get that yeah. money with the zone. It just matters who offers him the best amount of money, best amount of money. and where he feels his legacy is going to. I feel like that's going to be offered the most money, in my opinion. I think so. The tank fight. I think the tank, the tank fight. fight. I think he believes the tank fight will be his legacy fight, too. Right. That'll solidify him as maybe one of the great lightweights, uh, second to uh, Roberto Duran. How 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 big deal that would be, man? If they if they it's if they announce it, that's the next fight. And again, if they just gets announced and let's say it's a twenty twenty three and the twenty twenty three could most likely tanks doing the ninety day yeah house arrest. right he's doing that by the way that'll yes. be the end. But I think that'll that'll be a great way to cap off twenty twenty three. Devin Haney versus right. uh, Tank Davis. I think that'll be a great way to cap it off. I think. You got to give Devin Haney and Devin Haney his credit. So, oh fuck yeah! You know, say what you want about the Lomachenko fight. You know, he's not the one that paid the judges. He's not the one that picked the judges. Commission picked it. They picked him to win. That was it. I think you got to look at it. Best. Uh, I don't think he's going to be right up there next to the Roberto Duran. It's one of the great lightweights, but I think he would set himself out there as maybe one of the best fighters in his era when it comes down to Teofimo mm-hmm. Lopez, Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis, and him. He does set himself in there as maybe one of the elite fighters of this era. Yeah. Especially when you got Spence Crawford on their way out right now with this fight. You know, they're, they're the new generation coming in, waiting for the old guard to come out. So I think he would set himself he would set himself higher than everyone else. Yeah. I, I got to mention this very quickly, too, that that was kind of funny. So Chris Stevenson on Roley Romero, he goes, I ain't going to lie. Dude can sell a fight. He's one of those dudes that can that can talk, but nah, Roley can fight. He's he's trash. He a bum. I've said it before. Said, <laughs> I've said it before too. You said that before. Ro- Ro- Roley's the, if anybody wants to be a titleist at 140, the the route there is they go against Roley. Right. If Regis Brogan wants to unify the belt, he needs to tell Eddie here to go get Roley. If Ryan Garcia wants to be wants to be a belt holder. Fight Roley. Which they, they, that's their saying. That that's Devin what they want Haney next. If wants it, does it. Even Teofima right. Lopez even said after after this win, a uh, friend on no friendship or no friendship, he's going <laughs> to go after fucking Roley. Yeah, of course. And if he doesn't want to fight him, then leave the belt then and get the fuck out of my division. Yeah. <laughs> he basically said that. So Roley is the easiest route to get a belt, yep. which makes him the easiest opponent to fight. But he's still dangerous. Don't, you know, get me wrong. Kid, kid can punch. The kid can punch. Exactly. That's why to me he's like Ricardo Mayorga. Ricardo Mayorga lacked the skills, had the mouth. He was a very easy target. <laughs> easy, he was the easiest target. You wanted to be a titleist? Well, Ricardo Mayorga in 2000 and 2003 was a fucking, no, 2001. Mm, yeah, like 2001, 2002. 2000, 2000, from 2001 to 2002 and three, he was a fucking threat. He really was. If he laid off the booze and the and the and the horrors and the cigarettes, yeah. a real fucking threat. Yeah. After that, he became an easy guy to pick. Like you gave him, you kind of like positioned him to win a belt so you can take it away from him. Hence, Don King got him the WBC belt so he can lose it to De La Hoya. You know, yeah. so I think Rolling Ramos is generation of Ricardo Murray, just an easy target. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. 
And then, of course, there's issues with Oscar Deloy and Ryan Garcia. Always. Always. They went back and forth on Twitter. So that doesn't look good, even though Deloy is saying that, yeah, maybe a fight with Pacquiao would be nice. Ryan came back with, like, I wasn't told any of that shit. None of that. I, th- that's a, it, it's a very dysfunctional relationship. It really is. It's like they have their own agendas. Ryan even came out saying that, no, I want Isaac Cruz. I want Lopez. Oscar saying them, they're friend. They're going at it again. Oscar at this moment, Oscar De La Hoya's golden boy promoter don't know what the fuck they're doing. Roley, there we go. Exactly. So he wants Roley, he says, and he wants Isaac Cruz, and he wants Lopez. Depending on the outcome, he goes. I don't think they know what they're doing. I don't think so either. I don't think they know how to matchmake this kid, and I think they've allowed this kid to get big-headed, that he wants these big fights, and guess what? You got him the big fight, and guess what? Disappointed. Yep. And I think if Golden Boy keeps giving him what he wants, I think Golden Boy doesn't even know what he wants because you're going to offer him Pacquiao. Really, mm-hmm. you didn't just see what this you didn't you didn't see what this young kid did to him. Imagine what an old veteran like Pacquiao's going to do, who's been in the game, knows all the tricks in the trade, knows how to expose holes, knows how to open up hole, bigger holes than they already see. <laughs> Fuck no, dude! You, I mean, you don't even know how to move him right. You're doing the right thing because you want to, like, you know, you want to expose him as the next big star, but you don't even know how to match make him correctly. No, because I said it before, you know, moving forward. You're going to see where Golden Boy believes in him. Because mm-hmm. if you put him in a soft fight, that means you don't believe in him. If you put him in a medium-sized comeback fight, you kind of believe in his skills. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Even Joseph even called him out. He goes... Well, Joseph's going through his own shit. Exactly. He goes, he Oscar, admit, light me up. He goes... Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, though, he I don't even want him to see that fight either now. Mm-hmm. After he just said that he you know he's going through all the drug and alcohol abuse and he's trying to clean up his life, I wouldn't put that fight against yeah. him. I know you need the money, Joseph, but not that t- I don't think you need to fight him at this point of your career when he just openly admitted on Twitter and on Instagram that you're going through alcohol abuse and, and the substance abuse problems. That's not the type of fight you need. Yeah. If you're going to fight Ryan, you got to be 100%. I agree, but I get it. the The window is short for you, so you're gonna want you want to want that you don't want yep. the fast cash. No, exactly. I get it. That's just my opinion. I totally agree. Isaac Cruz was announced; he's to be in the undercard for Crawford versus Spence. Spence versus Crawford, I should say. So that's that's pretty cool. I think so. I hope uh, the undercard is pretty decent for that night. It looks like you got Isaac Cruz. That brings a Mexican following right there. Right. Not bad. Not bad. And then if he wins, if he wins real good, and if there's no deal between Haney and uh, Tank, I can see that being lined up as his next fight. I totally agree. Totally agree. And I think one last thing before we get to, I guess, our, our fights that are happening this weekend. Uh, what's your thoughts of what Ryan said that uh, no one was really, the, his team was really there for him. Um, only ta- uh, Tank's team was there more more than his own team. I mean, it was obvious. I mean, we, right. we spoke about that on the after after the uh, after the bell uh, with Gabe. We saw it, yeah. I mean. We questioned it. We even said, what kind, what kind of how, shit is that? Um, how fucking for me? I'm, I'm, I gotta admit, I was like, I fucking feel bad for the guy. Well, I, we just talked about it now. The dysfunctional relationship yeah. that Oscar Lowe has with Ryan Garcia, it shows. You had Eric Gomez was the only representative. Yeah. B Hop, I don't even think B Hop gives a fuck. <laughs> I, I doubt that he was um, escorted out. Fuck that. I just think you kind of see the relationship there, and it is fucked up. Mm-hmm. But this isn't the first time this happened. No, it's not. You know, ask Canelo Alvarez how that went from. Yep. You know, he can talk about substance abuse, but if you look at Canelo, they didn't have, they didn't have the whole Golden Boy team with him when he lost. Nope. You know? Nope. So, this this is a... The Golden Boy has a track record of not being there for their fighters when at their highest moment, they're there. And at, the funny thing is, you were there for all the press conferences. You were there for the lead, the build-up to the fight, the whole fight week. You were there mm-hmm. doing interviews like galore, but they're in fight night. You're nowhere to be seen because there's a threat on your life. How bullshit is that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, like, uh, uh, 
if any fighter is listening and you want to sign a golden one, look, this is what you're going to get. You know, you yeah, you get a platform like The Zone. You get a promoter looking at his own agenda. Yep. But, I mean, at your at your lowest moment, they're nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. And they're I nowhere agree. to be seen. Like, so I've never seen it. I've never seen a promoter do that. I've never seen Don King do that. I've never seen Bob, um, Bob Harum do that. Lou DiBella. No, they're... Uh, Kathy Dewis with main events. always there. Now, I've never seen... Uh, uh, Dan Goosen from Goosen Tudor Promotion. Never, I never seen a, I never seen a promoter not show up to a pro- press conference after the fighter lost. Never seen it. Mm-hmm. Bob Arum, who hated fame, Floyd Mayweather, Al Heyman, and Leonard Elby, was there after the Pacquiao fight. Yep. with Manny Pacquiao. He was with them. He, he didn't see him. Bob leave. I had death threats going on that <laughs> fight. Uh, I had to take my medication. I had to take my medication and oh, had to was leave, there. Had to leave Freddie and Manny. No, you didn't. You didn't see that. Nope. But it happens to be the Golden Boy. And when I say Golden Boy, Oscar has a reputation of not being there. Now, back is the question. If Derbachenko beats Jaime Munguia, is he going to be there for Jaime Munguia? <laughs> very, we'll see. <laughs> you will see. We'll see. And that was a great end to now going into the, this weekend's fight. Yeah. Again, we just opened up this weekend's fights. We're going to give a prediction for the next three fights, which is, again, mm-hmm. Broner's fight, uh, Jaime Munguia, and then uh, yeah. Teofimo Lopez. So, ladies and gentlemen, these are our predictions. <laughs> What's your prediction for the fight? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Hey. Hey, woman. Here yeah. I'm with a real man. I'm ranked number one. That means I'm the best. All right, let's get into it. First, we got B-Ray. I know he's your favorite fighter. Ah, fuck him. We got the problem. Adrian Broner versus Bill Hutchinson. It's called The Return to Glory. Adrian Broner coming off a long layoff, recently signing with fame promoter and uh, con artist Don King. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> don't know what I said. I don't know what I said. I just said signing with fame promoter and con artist Don King. <laughs> I, I just, uh, it's funny because he is unique. I don't think he can say that to any other promoter. <laughs> no. I think that's the only thing he can say. But you know, I respect Don. He's Why the only one that's not ashamed of it. At least be it that he's not ashamed of it. He that's does it in true. the open, and fighters still dumbass sign with him. Right. Um, Broner's coming back. A, um, Bill Hutchinson. It's uh, I think this is in Miami. Miami, okay. I think I think it is. I don't know. <laughs> it's happening Friday night. So it's this happening. Is, it's happening in Arkansas. <laughs> it's happening tomorrow. It's happening in Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your take on this fight? Um, you know what? You know what? Do I do expect? I, I do expect Broner to look like shit. To be honest, after I, a long layoff, yeah, I do expect him to like really suffer. Um, at the end, I do see him winning, but I can just picture it. I can just picture it, man. On the um, on the articles, like Broner, just his his best is behind him now. I can totally see it. Yeah, it's Miami, Florida. On Miami, pay-per-view. Florida. Okay, All ten right. rounds, welterweight division. I think that. Yeah, this is not. It's gonna be a poor performance by him. So I see him winning by decision, but I just don't see him being the same. I agree with you. I I I don't think he's the same. I don't think he's not. Fuck no. I think I honestly think since the Maidana fight, even before Maidana, I think the even the Pauli Melanaji fight, you saw kind of you saw the yeah. the holes in Adrian Broner, and then Maidana just punched right through him. And mm-hmm. ever since then, this kid hasn't been able to recover. I call him kid. He's a grown ass man now. This guy has not been able to recover. <laughs> And he's got in his own way. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I've been a fan. I'm not a fan, but I've been an advocate of saying, come on, let's give him another shot. Because he's good. Let's get him a fact. He's really good. Three-division world champ. Four-division world champ. 
You know, not anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, we have multiple world champs all the time, but yeah. we don't. Yeah. Um, he gets it his own way. Substance abuse problems, ego, a lot of stuff that goes into it. And I think he knows this is his last hurrah, his last run. It is. As, and the last time he will make eight-figure paydays. I think he knows all he has to do is win tonight, win this fight against Bill mm-hmm. Hutchinson, and then possibly open the gates of possibly fighting Tiafimo Lopez, Josh Taylor winner, fighting Jose Ramirez, yeah. fighting Regis Prograde, Devin Haney, Adrian Br- I mean, Adrian, uh, Ryan Garcia. Shit, you can even possibly do a fucking tank fight. Maybe Tank one may want to give him a little bit of money. You 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 mentioned Brian, whatever, because De- Deloya said something about that. Kind of cracked me up. He says, good luck, Adrian Broner. Have Don King call me if you want a mega fight at 140. I'll make sure to answer your call. Stay blessed. He knows that's a good pay-per-view fight. Yeah. Again, Broner, no. Broner Broner's one of those fighters that all he needs to do is win. And he gets himself back into the column, back into the good graces of boxing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, oh, yeah, oh. You, you, your, your voices went away in my headset. Oh, so my I, headphones. Gotcha. All yeah, right. so that's what happens. <laughs> you know, all he needs to do is he gets back into the good graces of boxing, pay-per-views, main event status. He knows it. That's all he needs to do. And if he can get a knockout, that makes it even better for mm-hmm. him because that puts him back into the... Back into it. Yep. Back into it. Yep. Again, he gets the pro-grade fight. He gets the, all these fights happening. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm hoping. So, yeah, I agree. I think Adrian Broner wins. And I think Adrian Broner's low output... And first fight back from a long layoff, I can see the decision. Yeah. Uh, uh, decision win yeah. for Adrian Boner. All right, let's go into my bad guys. God, oh fuck, I just had her. I think it's a uh, zone is happening yeah, in the, the Toyota the, Arena. Toyota Arena, I believe that. And uh, was it in, in uh, Ontario? Yep. Ontario, Ontario, California. You got um, former 154 pound division champ and current. Uh, WBO interim champion Jaime Munguia versus former two-time title challenger Ser- uh, Sergey Devrachenko. 12 rounds, middleweight division. Mm-hmm. I know we were asking. So this is a middleweight fight. Okay. B-Ray, Jaime Munguia is moving as slow as a snail. Yeah. And it comes down to the prospect. I said that he's no longer a prospect when he when he became a world champion. Fighting Sergey Devrachenko, he's coming off a loss to Jamel Charlo. Yeah, right. Most, yeah. most famously, Jamel Charlo. Notable, notable losses to Jamel Charlo yeah. and Danny Jacobs. You know, his claim to fame was giving the toughest fight to uh, Triple, Triple G, G. Which some, most people think Since he won then, that fight. Yeah, a lot of people, including myself, thought yeah. he won. Since then, he's looked so-so. Jaime mm-hmm. Mungia. You know, slowly build, built up, even though it's one more champ. Yeah. What's your take on this fight? To me, I feel like for Mungia, I think this is kind of a bit of a test for him. In my opinion, so these these are the type of fights I, I want Mugia to fight really. So right now it's headed to the good, good direction. But the last time I said that he was heading to the good direction, you know, I was wrong because I remember that fight against um, against Rosado. I really thought that okay, finally they're going to a good direction. He needs to fight guys like him, but he didn't. He took a step back. So I hope that from from here on he start to you know taking fights like a Dervachenko. You get me, and 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 move forward from that. Not going backwards and fighting nobody. So he went on a three fight losing streak, losing to Janani Golovkin, and from Golovkin he lost to Jamal Charlo. After that, he lost to Carlos Adamas, and then he last won um, last July against Joshua Coney in okay. a decision win. All right. So he's uh fourteen wins, four losses, and ten knockouts. Ten knockouts. Okay. So 
He hasn't been that really amazing lately then. No, in the Ukraine, he's ranked number one in the middleweight division. He's the number seventh ranked middleweight in the world. You know, not bad. He's 37 years yeah. old. It sounds like to me, maybe there was a good reason for it because they probably feel like this guy's on, like he's on the on the downfall. Sturdy test. I, think I, still, the, I, I still think, yeah, you're right. I sturdy. think sturdy test with a good resume name behind him. Here we Charlo, go. Triple G, Here we go. Jacobs. So it's very hard to predict what's going to happen because I don't know how Munguia is going to is gonna react, how he's going to take this fight with Dervachenko. But part of me does feel like I think Munguia will escape this fight. I think he takes the win. Uh, decision? I say des- decision for sure. Fuck no, I do not see him knocking him out. I don't see it either. I, don't, I know Delahoy has made the comment saying that Munguia will do will dispatch of him easier and quicker than Jamal Charlo did. Jamal, I don't. I think out of everyone, Jamal Charlo had the the the. <laughs> we, I think he had a uh, better performance than Danny Jacobs. Yep. I think Jacobs struggled with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Fucking Triple G oh, struggled. Fucking struggled. Jamal Charlo was the only one yep. to fucking have him for twelve rounds. Just I agree. fucking sweep them. I fucking agree. And I don't see Mungia doing that. No. I agree with you. I think it's a decision win. Decision but you're looking win. at a sturdy thirty-seven year old veteran. Yep. Good chin. I don't see Munguia knocking this guy out. No, I think he himself will struggle a bit. Like at, at the end of the fight, you're you, you're still gonna say like, yeah, Munguia won, but he kind of struggled a bit with Dervachenko. Is this a twelve round affair? Ah, I mean, uh, that's a good question. I want to say ten rounds. I think I'm looking at twelve round middle. Okay, twelve rounds in. I think he's in for a long night. I, especially when I think when it comes down to experience in the twelve round fight, mm-hmm. Dervachenko takes it. When it comes down to skills, I think Dervachenko has it. Yeah. I think when it comes down to strength, I think Mungia has the strength. But does he know how to use it? Mm-hmm. Can he make the adjustments against a guy like Dervachenko who gave Triple G a hard fight? And Triple G was a fucking Triple G's a veteran in the middleweight division. Yeah. And yep. he gave Triple G a hard fight. You know, I could see Mungia struggling. I have Mungia winning. I, I think split decision win. I think this will be a tough and close fight. I think this will be a nice middleweight, a classic middleweight war. This could be, yeah. I think so. I think you're, I think there are going to be moments where Mungia, mm-hmm. Mungia is going to get hurt or Mungia yeah. is going to back up. I think Mungia will have moments where he hurts Stevrachenko but saved by the bell. Yeah. I think it'll be a back and forth. I think, I think so it too. goes full 12 rounds. I, I, I don't know. Part of me hopes that, that that fight starts first. Maybe we can watch it, but we'll see. I fucking, uh, when Gabe was telling me, oh, we're going to watch both? And I'm like, yo, I only have one TV. Exactly. I don't have another TV. Exactly. We have another TV. So. I, if I had a smaller ass TV, yeah, I'd right, have, have a small right there. We can do both. Um, like, uh, I'm hoping the same thing. I hope they start mm-hmm. this one first. And then, you know, I do want to watch Sanders Ias. You know, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Right. It's a, a great undercard. I think the undercard here is. He for, is fighting an undercard. Yeah, Shane Mosley Jr. fighting in the undercard. Okay. Uh, Mariana Suarez. Ricardo Sandoval, George, it, 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 it's a decent the zone undercard. But if yeah. you look at and then we'll talk about the ESPN undercard, you got a great undercard for ESPN. You, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. So if, if I'm picking, I would actually pick the ESPN, ESPN one. Yeah, card I totally agree. Over, totally agree. Well, over the great like the thing zone. is we can, we can watch the replay on the zone if anything happens. Yeah, that's what right. I'm probably going to do. That's what we're going to do. All right. So we both got Mungia by Mungia winning. All right, let's go into the main event. This is the fight we're doing with your fight club. I mean, with your fight club. Yeah, we have yeah. with your fight club. Yeah, with your fight club. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Well, yeah, maybe that's what we're doing. We're doing with your fight club. We got the former undisputed, I don't give a fuck what you say, former undisputed <laughs> lightweight champion or Teofimo Lopez challenging the former undisputed but the lineal ring magazine champion mm-hmm. Josh Taylor. 12 rounds for Taylor's WBO strap. This is a fight that, Taylor, that Teofimo Lopez has been... Who Teal Sr. and Teal Jr. both said, 
after Lomachenko, we want to fight Josh Taylor. Yeah. So this is a fight that's been two years in Teofimo's head. Yep. And has said, after we want to move up and become a two-time undisputed champ. That should have been the next fight after Lomachenko. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you, you'll get my time. Pire, who do you have in this weekend's you fight? You know, oh, man. I feel like, in my opinion, overall, it's all about who... Who's going to be coming into this fight mentally ready? That's how I feel. I feel. I feel. I. I still feel like Teo between the two. Teo is a more. He's the more gifted fighter. The more athletic fighter of the two. Man, he really is. But just I'm not. I'm no fucking doctor. I'm no psychiatrist. But based on what I'm seeing and hearing from Lopez, it doesn't sound like he's mentally fucking good. Or he's just doing an act. I hope it's an act. But. He hasn't been really been the same since the loss of Cambrosis. So I feel like overall it's more like who's going to be coming mentally strong with this fight. If this was the Teal that came in, same mentality when he came in fighting Lomachenko, I would easily say if Lopez wins this fucking fight. He, I think he takes it. Maybe hurt him to the point you probably put him down. The way he has been lately, and especially his last fight. I saw his last fight. He's, he's looked pretty good, but... Uh, again, we it was a debate of can it be because you know Santa Martin is one of those fighters just you just don't look good, but couldn't help to feel that he's not mentally much there perfectly lately. So it's more who's gonna be coming in mentally strong coming fight night. But my heart's telling me heart is going for Teofimo Lopez, but also a part of me feels like Taylor has the opportunity to do to to beat this man. Retain his, you know, lineal belt and the WBO belt, but well, at the end of the day, I'm just gonna go with. <laughs> I don't know who said this. I want to. I'm gonna go with my Russell, man. I'm going with Lopez with this one, man. I'm gonna say at the end of the day, I want to say Lopez escapes with his victory, but I don't think he wins this with you know much impressive. I think he also, I think he suffers with this fight too, in my opinion. He's just I, I, he's not the same in my opinion mm-hmm. mentally. Okay. I think it's more that physically he's I think he's going good and we talked about it. I think the people that he has in his camp that needs to fucking change. So I think that whatever he's doing now, it's it's barely helping him. Mm-hmm. It's holding on to a fucking thread, I feel. So he does enough to win the fight, but I know he can do fucking better, man. That's how I feel with Lopez. So for this fight I'm gonna say he. I think he barely escapes with this victory. Trust me, I, I've been going back and forth. I feel like maybe Taylor will, you know, win this fight. But at the end, I feel like you know what? I think Lopez got this. But um, if he's gonna go in with the same mentality he's been going in lately, I think that I, I'm, I'm gonna give it to him. He probably. I think he takes the victory. Barely escapes his win by by decision. Wow. But I want to say he, he he just hurts him. It puts him away like the old T.O. But it's just depending on how mentally he's gonna be there. I hope he's mentally strong mm-hmm. for this fight because if he if he is mentally strong, the fight is going to turn out to be way different than what I think is going to turn out. So I think it's going to be a good back and forth fight. Oh, I think so too. Back and forth, very good fight, right? But at the end, I think Tio uh, escapes this one. All right, so here's my prediction. So be ready to get a decision win yeah. for Tio Lopez, narrowly this narrowly escaping this fight. Mm-hmm. For me, Tio Lopez has always been. You're right, a guy who doesn't surround himself with the great people behind him, but has come in and has proven himself pretty good. The Camboza loss was a loss that I think a lot had to do with the layoff. A lot had to do with even he has admitted that I let 
I let I let the the moment of beating Lomachenko get to me. You know, I put myself against people that I shouldn't have put myself with. You know, he even said it was a bad mistake state at 135. I think Teofimo Lopez is the type of guy, and I think, you know, quote me on this, and I think this 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 will age well later. Teofimo Lopez is the type of guy that needs to rise to the occasion. Yeah, I, when I'm going to say this, I'm not comparing him to the great John Jones, UFC heavyweight mm-hmm. champ, but John Jones is kind of that guy that when it comes down to the biggest challenge, he comes out. When it comes down to challengers that he thinks he knows he can physically beat, he doesn't show up for it. You know, that, that was kind of what happened in his last couple of like, heavyweight fights. He fought guys that, on paper, should have beat the shit out of him. He should have mm-hmm. beat him up, but he struggled against him. I think Teofimo Lopez is that, that guy that when when it's a fighter that, that piques his interest, he comes up to fight. Case in point, Lomachenko. He knew what he was coming up against. Fuck yeah. Performance of a lifetime. I think his best performance, right? I, he, I would say. Yeah, best performance. Yeah. He fought Cambosas. He was feeding off the energy of everyone. Like, you're the light, you're the lightweight champ. You'll beat him. He's a nobody. He's just a he's just a European bum. Ba ba ba. Fucking lost to him. Uh Compass. He struggled a little bit, but you saw kind of the skills he can work on. Mm-hmm. Xander uh, Xander uh, Sander Martin. Xander Martin. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give a fuck who you are. Everyone's gonna look bad against this guy. But right. I don't think he woke up for that fight. I think he knew he was going against. I think he goes, I can beat him. I honestly think he wakes up drinking, eating, and thinking of Josh Taylor. This is the fight that he needs to wake up. This is the fight. I honestly think that Teofimo Lopez best performs when he believes he is next to another guy who's an elite level fighter. I hope that's the case for this one. I don't think he thought guys at Cambosas, Campa, and... uh, Xander Martin, Martin. <laughs> were at his level, so he performed at a crappy level. I think here he'll perform at a great level. I think he knows he's up against arguably the best fighter at 140 pounds. Yeah. It's not pro grade. It's not Raroli. I forgot the next guy. It's not the, any of the guys that are 140. This is the guy to beat. Just like two years ago, Loma was the guy to beat. Yeah. So Tio Lopez is crossing the T's, dotting the I's. Checking everything. Mm-hmm. I think he's ready to go. He looks great. He looks like he's making 140 yeah. pounds. Very good. I think uh, bo- after both performances, I think who looked the worst out of both performances? I think Josh Taylor did. Josh Taylor's performance, mm-hmm. the last performance, he looked crappy. He, he blamed it on the weight cut. He said he didn't cut weight properly. He blamed it on his trainers. This guy used a million excuses to why he looked like shit. Mm-hmm. Tiafima Lopez. Said, hey, I won, I won. Fuck it. He moved on and got Josh Taylor. The reason why I'm going for Teofimo Lopez, and I'm going to go by decision win, Josh Taylor is going to be fighting a guy who is quick on the trigger, who is erratic, switch hitter, and the guy, the kid can fucking pop. Josh Taylor likes to sit back, measure his punches, try to get off when he can, mm-hmm. move in and out. It's going to be kind of hard when you're fighting against a guy like uh, Teofimo Lopez mm-hmm. who can turn it up and he can box when he needs to box. And when he doesn't need to box, he can fucking he can scrap it out. That's what's going on with Josh, Ta- uh, Josh Taylor, Teofimo Lopez. So my prediction is Teofimo Lopez by decision. I think this will be a competitive fight. Don't get me wrong. I just said all the great things that uh, about Teofimo Lopez. Josh Taylor is great in his own right. I think this will be a great fight between both of them. I think it'll be a back and forth. And this is the type of fight where you need to judge sober. You can't judge this drinking. can't judge this smoking weed. You need to judge this soberly with the rules of boxing. Effective aggression, clean punching, ring generalship, 
all that good stuff. I think if you go in there and going, oh, well, I think he won. No. This is the type of fight that when you have two great skilled fighters, you're going to get even fight. You're going to give even rounds where the round can go either way. And those are the type those are the type of fights that make it interesting because that's what happens when you have two good fighters in the ring together. When it's so one-sided, I think uh, as boxing fans we're so used to seeing one-sided fights that it's that we call robbery when you see a close fight. You know, I don't know if you agree with that. I think yeah. I think we've been we've been so used to we've been so used to the last couple of years watching one-sided fights that when we finally see a close a mm-hmm. uh, very close competitive fight and the fight doesn't go the, the to the fighter we want, everyone yells robbery. Robbery. <laughs> In this situation, I think this is the type of fight we're going to see. You got two great skilled fighters. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a tit for tat. I think the rounds will be close. That it can go either or. But I think Teal scratches out the win. And and again, like I said, if you're going to watch the fight, watch it sober. Don't watch it drunk. Don't score. <laughs> Don't score with your ears. Score with your eyes. Yeah. Like the great uh, uh, Jim, not Jim Gray, fucking uh, Steve Farhart Steve says. Don't say. score yeah. with your ears. Score with your eyes. I got Teofimo Lopez winning. A majority decision one. I think he'll get the win. I think his I think his youth, his reflexes, and his mm-hmm. and his hand speed are going to make the difference against Josh Taylor, who who's a pop shotter. But I think Teofimo Lopez is quick on the trigger, counter punching mm-hmm. skills. He can fight in the inside. He can fight on the outside. We saw on the ta- on the Cambosis fight, he can box. He almost got Cambosis out of there. When Teofimo sticks to boxing, using the jab, you know, that. fainting, moving in and out. He is unbeatable. He did that to, Tia, to uh, Lomachenko. He out-hustled Lomachenko on his feet. He when he sticks to boxing, mm-hmm. he's unbeatable. But when he, started, he, when he starts um, believing the fame, the takeover, the, the knockout mm-hmm. highlight real punches, when he thinks he can knock out motherfuckers with one punch, he loses. That's what, that's what kind of got him in trouble with Cambosas. He thought he could knock out Cambosas out in the early round. He got caught. He got hit cleanly with a compass because he thought, oh, fuck it. I'm Teofimo Lopez. I can knock out any low-level fighter. Mm-hmm. You last, you went four or five rounds with this guy, and finally you got him out of the ring when mm-hmm. the ref said, you know, I think you beat this guy enough. And then against Sander Martin, you, you went in there, but you went against a guy who everyone's going to look bad against. Yeah. Everyone, but you guess what? You made the adjustments. You boxed them. Mm-hmm. You got. You started to go round by round, punch by punch, yeah. winning the fight, and you got the win. Simple as that. This fight, he's going to step it up, and I think this is going to be high-level boxing at its finest on New York City. Here's the thing, too. I mean, I don't think we don't know much, but I, I think this might be one of his last fights. Lopez, right, with ESPN, I think, top rank. When you were saying that I thought you were going to go with uh, Josh Taylor, that's another motivation factor. Thank you for reminding me. That's another mm-hmm. motivation for Teal. Teal knows... Teal has to walk in knowing I have to win this shit as clear as I go. fucking can. I at least got to get a knockdown or two to get this fight going my way. Okay, this is his last fight with top rank. And I have not heard any word about him resigning an extension deal with him. Nope. He wants to be in the same driver's seat as David Haney is. I can go wherever I want, when right. the fuck ever I, I, I want. I think that's what he was headed, exactly. Well, he wants to head, too. Because, uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's why I wanted to bring it up because exactly... That's one of the reasons I forgot to mention as to why I feel like Taylor might win because obviously ESPN is going to go with like no we Taylor Taylor's we we, we got to have Taylor well, win we, this fight. We can't say that Tom Brady might want to do it because we if that was the case Lomachenko should have beaten Devin Haney. Yeah, and he did it. Mm-hmm. But I think if if I'm if I'm Teofimo Lopez's team, that's the type of shit mentality yeah, we put in there. Hey, 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 this is your last fight. These yeah. fuckers are going to try to take it away from you. We got to do everything in our power yeah. to not let them take it away. 
you got to do whatever you yep. need to do. Like to me, Teofimo Lopez is the guy that needs that motivation. Mm-hmm. Like I said, John Jones, John Jones needs that fucking hunger, yep. that eye of the tiger. It doesn't come naturally, and he, it, 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 it's not born in him. You mm-hmm. need to like, you need to feed it to him. You need to give yeah. it to him. You know, there's guys that are just born with that eye of the tiger. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fucking motivated no matter what. Yeah. And there's guys that like you need to like feed them and tell them this is the fight you need to wake up for. And Teal's that guy. Teal's mm-hmm. that guy that, that you know, okay, Sander Martin, okay, cool, I'll get up and get it. Um, Compass, oh, okay, I'll come and get it. Cambosa, yeah. oh, I'll come and get it. Lomachenko, <laughs> fuck it, let's do it, guy. Yeah. Fuck, this is this is a legacy fight. This is the type of fight. So, again, I got me and B-Ray got uh, Teofimo Lopez winning by decision. Mm-hmm. You got the majority uh, split decision, right? I would say like a split decision. I, I say majority to unanimous decision. I, I think so. all three judges can have it. Um Gabe will be here with us this Saturday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Winter Fight Club, 5 p.m. Pacific mm-hmm. Standard Time. We'll be starting the undercard. Um, we'll probably go back and forth on the zone mm-hmm. here and there, depending on the fights. Um, Xander Zayas is fighting, I think, the yeah, co-main event. Uh, the co-main event, I believe, yeah. So we'll try to get Xander Zayas because I do want to talk about him. And if we can go back and forth, we'll go back and forth. Yeah. Tune in, uh, YouTube, no, uh, Ramley Network, yep. Instagram, uh, YouTube channel. Go ahead, check it out. We'll put our predictions up on uh, Instagram so you guys can vote and tell us who you got so we mm-hmm. can go live and tell you guys. b anything you want to add? No, again, thank you for listening to us and hope to do this again next week on the recap. There you go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the stickers are in. Oh, yes, finally. <laughs> stickers are finally in. Yes, finally. So if you guys want a sticker, shoot us a DM on Instagram. They're $2. As soon as you guys tell me how many you want, I will send you the link to pay for it on Venmo. And then we'll mail them out to you. To all the fans that have bought them or our Patreon subscribers, they'll be mailed out by tomorrow, which is Friday. Today's Thursday afternoon. They'll be mailed out Friday afternoon. And you guys should be getting them by the beginning of next week. Don't forget to tune in to an episode of Ram Nickel Hollings, episode 255. Um, recap also uh, episodes five, uh, six, I'm sorry, of Geek In, Geek Out, 1984. We'll do a new mm-hmm. episode next week. Um, and don't forget to tune in to I Need a Freak Podcast, episode five, um, Three's Fucking Company. Check those out. Yep. Uh, be a Patreon subscriber if you want to get exclusive content, exclusive uh, videos, content, all that good stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything else, man? Yeah, that's it, man. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, drink responsibly because we never do. Yep. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got. What's going on, everybody? Before we start tonight's episode, quick reminder to join the Rambling Patreon page. We got a bunch of stuff there. We got I Need Freak Podcast, Geek In, Geek Out. We got Ships of Podcast. We even got Ramble Pregame. Get exclusive content, bonus material, behind-the-scenes photos and audio. Get merch, discount codes, stickers, all the good stuff, shout-outs. And you only got to pay $5. $10 or $25, you choose. You can cancel anytime. Just join the Patreon page if you want all this exclusive content, all this bundling from the Rambling Network. So after this episode, hit the link in the bio in the description, sign up for Patreon, and let's enjoy this voyage of fuckery.